Look, the problem when people saying, why is she doing this? Why is she doing that? At first, they were like, she's doing this because she wants to be vice president. I think we've pretty much settled that. Then they're saying, well, what's her Have motivation? Have we settled it? There is no... There is no political motivation. If there was political motivation, I would have gotten out of this a long time ago. By the this way, have we settled the it? Have I we truly... settled the vice president thing? Of course we've settled it. I mean, there yeah, is so in no done. way. I've said it for months. It's done. But also looking at a political future. I wouldn't be doing this if I was worried about a political future. I would have gotten out already. All right, well, let me ask you a po- about a political future. I am doing this trying to wake up our country. Let me ask you about a political future. Dean Phillips said in a radio interview he's open to being Nikki Haley's running mate on a unity ticket. Quote, wouldn't all your listeners be more compelled by maybe Nikki Haley and Dean Phillips getting together on a unity ticket and actually doing for the first time, perhaps in our country's history, what most Americans really really want, which is cooperation, collaboration, participation, decency, common sense, and leadership. Dean Phillips, who's obviously running on the Democratic primary, not to much success, but saying that he would be uh, your running mate if you so chose that. Would you? I'm a Republican. I'm running as a Republican. I'm running trying to wake people up that if they nominate Donald Trump in this primary, we will lose a general election. Mark my words. Just to be clear, you've closed the door on vice president if the former president is nominee. But are you closing the door on a unity ticket and you leading that ticket, as Dean Phillips suggests? I have said all along that I run, I'm running as a Republican in the Republican primary. I've said all along I was not running to be anybody's vice president. Everything I've said has been the truth. Everything. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Wayne Dupree Show. I'm your host, Wayne Dupree. It is Monday, February 26th, 2024. Let me introduce you to the godfather of conservative radio, Mr. Hutch again. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. What's going on, Wayne and Jason? Ready to start this week out. And also bringing up well, um, the, uh, the, the, Youngster from um, Muslim Minnesota, Mr. Jason Robinson. What's up, Jason? Hey, hey, hey! Happy Monday, everybody! What an exciting weekend! Boy, that primary was a nail biter. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, <clears throat> breaking news: President Trump uh, is appealing the the uh, the monetary. Um, decision from New York which brings me to this and I um you know how you know how you growing up and you see uh you see winners and losers and some people just don't know how to win or some people don't know how to take a victory 
Yeah, I know what I'm talking about. When you're a kid, some people just win badly. Okay. All right. Okay. So, um, but then you have some uh, people who cheat. And then they go around talking about how they win and all that stuff. But Letitia James, after President Trump and his sons have said that they are going to appeal, Letitia James then came out and put out a tweet this morning that, um, that I mean, you know, <laughs> woman, don't count all your, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Because you never know what's going to happen. When I was in Las Vegas, uh, I was in the military. I was in Las Vegas. I played the parlay cards. And, you know, you get 10 out of 10, 15 out of 15, and you win a million dollars or whatnot. One Saturday, and I'm going to make this short, one Saturday, I played 15 for 15, college football. It was a million dollars. 14 for 14 had covered the spread. I only had one game left. Michigan versus Northwestern. Michigan was favored by 57 points. All I knew back then is Bo Breckler and the Michigan Wolverines were beating everybody 70 to nothing, 80 to nothing and stuff. No, nobody knew Northwestern. Nobody knew. So here I am sitting in my sitting in my in in my um in my dorm room, getting a ride down to the casino. I'm writing this. I can buy my mom a house. I'm going <laughs> to get a car. Next thing you know, halftime is there. Michigan's only winning 14 to 7. I was like, wait a minute. What's going on? <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. This must be blowing them out. Why in the world did I take 57 points? Oh, my God. That's why I said you never count all your chickens or you never put all your eggs in one basket. This woman is spiking the football on something that <laughs> everybody knows that he was going to appeal. How, how can you go out there and you are just, bo- I mean, boasted and never, you you got your, you got it on blast and everything. Okay. All right. All right, you 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 do that. <laughs> There's a whole lot of people to get eggs and pie in their face when it don't work out. That's all I'm saying. Boys, go. Yeah, I mean it's it's something. The thing about it is, I don't know who she thinks she's appealing to with that. Is she going for the Joy Reid vote or what? Oh, you man, know, the people are looking at this like this is a travesty of justice. This could be me. If this was me, one payment would ruin me. <laughs> Yeah, I, I was going to say, on the right, people think this is ridiculous. On the left, people think this was justified. But you got all these people in the middle that even if they thought this was legitimate, every time she drops a tweet like that, and I think that thing, I think the first one got like, I don't know, 25 million views, there's going to be several thousand people that go, okay, this is cl- it's going to change their mind. This is clearly a political persecution. So I I hope she keeps doing it because I don't, I don't even think that it, you could say the left because there's a lot of people on the left that this is pissing off. Well, that's what I mean. Low income people, man. I think the left is being re re uh, illustrated, you know, redefined, if you will, as you know a voting what? block. Anyway, I'm so. I mean, I'm glad. I'm glad you said 
that because well, yeah, shoot, man, Hutchbaker Jr., you, you, something else. I, I mean, um, you know, I've, I've, I've seen the, the landscape of politics has changed so much from 2007 to where we are right now. Yeah. Um, and the identity politics. Now we have talked about many a day. We have talked about um, how things have moved along and what well, things haven't moved along and how sensitive the conservative movement has gotten on various issues. But there's a, there's a, there's a strand, there's a strand of identity politics. And I don't know whether it was picked up by trying to imitate what the left is doing and we start doing it or to a point, but when I hear stuff about black community, black community, black community, black community, my my me myself, and I don't know why I, I don't see it more, but me myself, I'm like, yeah, but what happened to the poor white people? There are more poor white people out there than rich. There are people living from paycheck to paycheck. What about them? Nobody talks about them. Because Do they it's... vote? You know what I'm saying, Hutch? Do they I vote? Do. I guess they vote some of them. I mean, more more after Trump than before Trump vote. I know that. I know a seventy year old woman that voted in a Republican primary of twenty sixteen for the first time in her life. I mean, that's what Trump has done. And the thing that the thing to your point though about the black community and let me just say something to everybody. There's big mouse on both sides, right? There's a Charlie Kirk wing. There's a Daryl Scott wing and there's people that are powerful on both sides that are getting, they're falling victim. And this is, this is just my analysis. I have no facts other than some reports that I've seen, but that's and a book that just came out blood money. It's called the Chinese communist party and the intelligence community, which is owned by the left politically are some geniuses when it comes to manipulating people. They know what to say to me to piss me off. They know what to say to Wayne to piss Wayne off. And they know what to say to J-Rob to piss J-Rob off. We have to take anything, and this is just me, take anything that comes out in any form of media that mentions race and breathe a couple times first before you react to it. Because these people are injecting stuff that's pushing my buttons, it's pushing other people's buttons, and... We're in a position right now. They've set up the battlefield. They've, they've softened up the battlefield by DEI, by commercials, by KKK, by this, that, and the other thing. Do we hate each other? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Well, and I think you're going to see a boomerang effect because I, we, I think all Americans can agree that poor people, especially in the African-American community, were unfairly treated by law enforcement for a long time. Like, that was a common fact. They felt targeted. I mean, how many people did Kamala Harris throw in jail and keep in jail to make license plates? And everybody knew that, and everybody accepted that. And people that aren't as plugged in to this stuff as we are are seeing this, and they're like, 
that's the same stuff they did to me or my neighbor or my cousin or the guy on the other side of the trailer park. And they yeah, I was going to say that they they do it to poor white people too. The jails. Oh yeah, are that's full. what I mean. Jails are full of them. Yes, yeah, yeah. This isn't just a black thing. I'm right. just saying people in the black communities. I grew up in a trailer park. People in the trailer park got po prosecuted for crimes that other people in the upstanding member of the community didn't. We see it all the time. And for all the poor people out there, we're looking at Trump like, we live that, brother. Welcome to the team. And and as much as they they try to justify that, oh, yeah, no, this was valid. Oh, no. No, I mean, normal people are like, yeah, no, this is this is crazy. And and I think, I, think, I mean, if um, this is your first time watching the show, uh, you see – you see individuals up here that we talk, we give our opinion. We talk about breaking news. We talk about news. We, we, uh, we talk about all facets of different things. One of the main things that I really, I mean, and Hutchie, Hutchie's known this for years, and Jason has probably fell into this and and has realized this for the time he's been on the show. We really don't talk about race type stuff on this show. We don't do it because. To me, it's a no-win situation when you talk about that stuff. The only thing, like you said, the only thing it's meant to do is to make you pissed off. Yeah, that's it. At somebody, right? There's 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 no solutions because nobody's gonna be happy with the solutions that come out. So not only are you angry at people of different races, now you're angry at the solutions to try to fix stuff because you're thinking that it's going too far. Some people think it's not going far enough. And I mean, it. it's the thing is leave people alone. Leave them alone. Um, there was an old quote a long time ago when I was in church and I'm going to change it up a little bit for where we are right now. It takes 12 hours to mind your own business and another 12 hours to leave other people alone. If we, if Americans would just realize that, live your life, live, I mean, like, like, uh, um, have your barbecues, have, have your groups. And say, I don't care what, uh, um, John, um, the Johnsons are doing over there in that yard. I don't care. Now, when it comes to pedophilia and stuff like that, I think we all need to be on the same page. I agree. When it comes to hurting little kids, the, these adults marrying these little kids and stuff like that, I think that there should be something where, and and and, I, and yes, I am pro-life, except for when it hurts little kids. When it hurts little kids, I think that you should meet your maker fast, quickly, okay? These kids out here are helpless. They're harmless, and they're helpless. And they're terrified. And they're terrified. And they're learning the wrong thing from individuals today that don't have a clue. A lot of people aren't, a lot of people going to school and they're not educated. A lot of people graduating and they ain't educated. Okay. Oh, I spent, I spent uh, 12 years for my degree. Well, why are you working at McDonald's then? You, you've been at McDonald's for what? 17 years, 18 years. You're about to retire. You about to retire from McDonald's? As a matter of fact, McDonald's do give out certificates like that. You, you know that, right? It's ridiculous. But um, you know, I, I see. <laughs> that's why. That's why I start watching 
um, House of Cards again. Just, I, I mean, it's, it's like, it's like um, social media keeps feeding me these things in my feed that I keep seeing. And I'm like, exactly, exactly. again? I, I, again? Like, yeah, I don't See, and, and the thing is, it's organized. That's the it thing about it. That's the thing about it. There's some dude at the CIA going, hey, let's promote this dude that's dumb as hell. Let's promote him to Secretary of Defense and send an email to Turning Point USA about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and we say it all the time. The battle in America is the normal citizens versus the elite, the rich and powerful. They always try to frame it up as right versus left, black versus white, men versus women, all these things to separate us. But I tell you what, the poor black dude in inner city Minneapolis has more in common with the poor white dude in the trailer park and has more in common with me than any of us do with those clowns in D.C. And we can't let them separate us. You and know? It's, easy, it's easy to do, too. I mean, you know, I worked my whole life. And I see somebody that's got a freaking shopping cart with a thousand dollars worth of stuff in it. It's gonna piss me off. It is gonna piss you off. You know what I mean? So it's we gonna gotta, make I, you. It, it's gonna make you roll your eyes. It's yeah. gonna make you say stuff underneath your breath and stuff. You're like, man, man, I can't believe it. And the same way the, with with white supremacy things too. I mean, this is this is something that we have to take a moment, and we have you know, the, there's a way to stop it. Don't participate. Right. Just don't participate at all. I got to quit retweeting stuff. <laughs> you know, I mean, really, it's like we're getting played. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, yeah. What's the uh, scariest, the scariest thing to the ruling class that we get along? I know that you're right. You're right about that. It, I mean, that that's the thing. And, and when they saw uh, people come to Washington, D.C. on January 6th, they almost crapped their pants. Right. Because no, they watched, they watched this, they watched this show. They almost crapped their pants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why well, I tell you what. That's why this election year it's going to be wild because there is a populist movement. MAGA is transcending Republican and Democrat, and more normal people are waking up. President Trump's waking them up. You you see these last few interviews he's given, and then the interviews after the fact. People are like, "Holy cow! That guy that was just there doing that interview that wasn't who they portrayed him to be." You know, he he actually wants to make the country great again for average citizens. Let me um, I, and I believe me, I wasn't even going here, but I am going to go here. Uh -oh. Somebody, somebody told President Trump. Somebody told somebody somebody, and because President Trump didn't say this, he said that he was told. Okay, so somebody within President Trump's camp told him that these shoes identify with black people and, and that, and that was going to help him get elected was the shoes and the indictments and whatnot. The videos that I've seen and for all the people that have been telling president Trump, these things, the videos that I've seen about um, when black people, when people that look like me on the street, or saying why they're going to vote for President Trump doesn't have nothing to do with the indictments. I agree with that. That was a fool's move. Yeah, it doesn't have nothing to do with no tennis shoes either. 
is because President Trump put money in their pockets. Yep. And they say that to the last man. Okay. So when I so whoever's telling President Trump these things and stuff, they need to be kicked out of his group because that doesn't help. I'm a, maybe it does. No, I think I think you're right. I think that it's an undeniable fact that black people love tennis shoes. All right, boom. It's true. White kids too, but yeah, and they do. They do, and it's an undeniable fact that people that have been mistreated by the justice department go for somebody who else is being mistreated by the justice department. You don't have to talk about it. It's not a. It's not a political point. It's some. If it happens, it happens. But there's nothing worse. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go there. <laughs> I, I know. I know. I, I was I'm like, going there. I I'm going. Well, now that you did it, I'm going there. <laughs> There's nothing dumber than a white dude that's never been around black people telling right. somebody how to do something with black people. All right. It's go. just that's what I saw in that speech. Yeah. yeah. I was like, damn. Yeah. I, I. I was saying where I was like, God, dog, it. He didn't have to say that. And and and, and look, and I. But I listened to everything they said, and I was like, okay, somebody told him that. It was and so awkward, too. I know. I was like, oh. You know, that's the thing, too, with President Trump. Part of why we love him is because he's just him. And whenever you can tell he's taking advice from somebody else, if it's with a hire or something he says, it generally goes wrong. Like, we don't care if Trump says something stupid or off the cuff or whatever. Yeah, like. Donald Trump tennis shoes is completely on brand. Like the guy had wine and, you know, everything's named Trump. And Trump it came at the right time, too. It came when Letitia charged me. He's like, no problem. I'm going to make me some sneakers. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll, we'll pay that off with money that I, I don't even have yet. Right. <laughs> but what But what that did, President Trump saying that or repeating that, Fox News decided, you know what? That's going to give us the green light to say whatever we want to and how we want to say it. And what he said, what, and the video that I'm going to show you, what he said is not what President Trump said. But what he said is going to be added to what President Trump said this. President Trump said that. When President Trump didn't say that. You see what I'm saying? This is this guy's interpretation. I was on social media last night. Very interesting. As you see black support eroding from Joe Biden, this is connecting with black America because they love sneakers. They're into sneakers. They love the, you know, this is a big deal, certainly in, in the inner city. So when you have Trump roll out his sneaker line, they're like, wait a minute, this is cool. He's reaching them on a level that defies and is above politics. The culture always trumps politics. I want to. Man, man, people. You see what I'm saying? People yeah, embarrass yeah. me. They embarrass me, man. <laughs> I know, wow. no, because you're, you're gonna, gonna boil down an electorate to some freaking shoes, dude. Yeah, I was gonna say Trump hit the nail on the head. He's gonna go into New York and talk to people. <laughs> go in a diner, man, and just chill out. You know, man, y'all, I deep, 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 man. Not only did President Trump expose. The left. Not only did he expose the political establishment, not only did he expose the, the, the crazy lawmakers in Washington, D.C., he's exposing some of these Gen- geniuses. <laughs> geniuses. 
Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. These he's smoking some of these uh, identity politics Political geniuses. <laughs> what that guy say when when he was talking about putting uh, Eastman or whatever on the on the ticket with Nikki Haley? The genius said, "This is the first time in American history ever." He forgot about Abraham Lincoln and Andrew Johnson. Andrew Johnson was a Democrat for a unity ticket. Yep. Andrew Johnson was the one that um, <laughs> took back the forty acres and a mule too. They. I'm not they, saying it was right. I'm saying it wasn't right, the first right, time. Right. In no, history. no, 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 no. But yeah, I remember that. Um, what was it? Um, and he got impeached. Who was he had several issues. He was not the best candidate. <laughs> Who was the general that took South Carolina? Sherman. 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 Sherman, yeah. Atlanta. Atlanta. He took Atlanta. He took he, Atlanta. He burned he Atlanta to the ground. Several cities. Burned Atlanta well, to the ground. Right. Okay. Uh he was the one that um uh, uh 40 acres in real was part of special fields order. Number 15, a wartime order proclaimed under Sherman. Shit, I'm out of this conversation. You got me yeah. beat by about three levels. Yep. Um, and this was during the Civil War to allot land to some freed families in plots of land no um, larger than 40 acres. That was under Sherman. And Johnson said no. Johnson took it back. Andrew Johnson. Yep, sure did. A after, after Abraham Lincoln was killed. Think about that. Deep state existed back then too. <laughs> yep. Wow. Yeah. That, don't I, count, I, don't I, count the fact out that the government killed Lincoln. Right. You kidding me? An actor? Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, Dead I mean, two I, days I, later. From a prominent family too. From a prominent family, tracked the busted his ankle. But he lived for a couple of days until he got and then and <clears throat> what do they have to do with the, the witness that is trying to get away? They burned the whole barn down. They burned the whole barn down so that he couldn't talk. Oswald got Shocking. burned out. <laughs> People in the uh, uh, Waco got burned out. I I mean, whenever the they, government they killed Lee Harvey Oswald quicker than they killed Timothy McVeigh. Right. Sure did. Sure did. Oh, and, and and let's and let's not forget Ruby Ridge. They had to take him out, or yep. they had to try to take him out too. So you know, Nikki Haley. Okay, um, there's an old song Fran Targany used to sing on Monday Night Football when the game was over. Turn out the lights, party's over. All good things must come to an end. Um. Nikki, this is my, this is, it's not even a plea. It's more common sense than everything. Um, it's time to go. She's now the, she's now the no labels candidate. Are you serious? I mean, I'm not saying it's official, but that's what she sounds okay. like. Okay. Well, the, the Koch brothers pulled their funding. So Charles, Charles Koch, yeah. yeah. They keep saying the Koch brothers. Didn't one of them die? One of them died, yeah. One yeah, of them yeah, died, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They'll always be the Koch brothers, though. Yeah. Or the Koch yeah, suckers. Is. The Koch suckers. <laughs> I tell you wow. what, though. Nikki ain't dropping out, guys. I know. You know I know. I know. I know. I'm watching her. And 
Um, if now I know that our side has said that the Democrats are voting for her. Um, several of them, several, several tens of thousands did. I think it was 57,000 of them I saw when I went to the end of it. That's just in the one in the counties that Nikki Haley won the three counties of South Carolina that she won. I added them up and it was like 50, 60,000 out of 300,000 or whatever. I mean, it wasn't a majority, but it was some. Did you think that she, did you, did you actually think that you, that she was going to get close to 40%? No, I didn't either. I, I really thought didn't. she'd be 30, 35. She got in the, in the leftist city counties, you know, Charleston, right. Columbia, you know, none of the, none of the rural counties. <clears throat> I've been saying it for a while guys, but what you have to realize the whole play from the establishment is Ron DeSantis takes his hard anti-Trump stance while Nikki, if it's like a racehorse, she was just drafting behind the other horse. She lets Ron go attack Trump. And then when Ron drops out, her messaging has completely changed. Go watch Nikki from the first two. She admitted it. Yeah, she admitted it. Yeah, she admitted it. And then what Ron was supposed to be like a fullback blocking for the running back to peel off the anti-Trump group and then pass it off to Nikki, which he's done. And I didn't, well, I, I didn't see that. I saw, I saw Ron trying to be it, and he and honestly he got out because he saw the same thing that happened to Nikki. He saw the same thing get ready to happen to him in Florida, and that's something that he didn't want. He didn't want to lose Florida, but I mean, we all saw what he did in New Hampshire. What he got four or five percent. He didn't want that in Florida, and he probably would have came in second. But I always felt. If he came in third in Iowa, New Hampshire, he was done. That's what I said at the beginning. When and when he man, he got out before he, he got out before New Hampshire. I don't even want to. I don't want to hear nothing about Ron DeSantis in 2028. I'm telling you right now. You know what? I don't want to hear nothing about the RNC. No, you can hear something about him today. I mean, but I, I'm telling you, he they ain't. The, they're not the answer. Nope. There's there's a couple things being. Uh, see, I didn't think he was coming on. That's <laughs> so I was getting ready. We'll do that after. Do that at the bottom top of the hour. Because <laughs> I got a couple words to say. <laughs> he is ready. <laughs> we want to thank. We want to thank everybody that is watching us on Frank's speech. Happy happy to be here. Happy to. Uh, be broadcasting on this awesome network along with Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, uh, Twitter X, Pill.net, Getter, and Rumble. Yeah, for those out? for those of you that uh, consistently have problems with Facebook, try another page or yeah. try one of these other platforms. Right. Don't don't devil yourself with the enemy. Right. That's true. Because yeah, I remember I, I remember when we made the move from YouTube to Rumble. A couple of years ago, we kept telling everybody, guess what? We see what they're doing to conservatives on YouTube. So now we're going to Rumble. And everybody's like, that's right, Wayne Hutch. Y'all do what you got to do. Go ahead. And we went over there. Y'all stayed on YouTube. Right. <laughs> they in stayed between, on Facebook. In between watching Fox News, you stayed on, on YouTube. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute. That, that don't make sense. <laughs> hard to move people i mean once and like on the wayne dupree 
podcast show Facebook page, like there's a great chat and there's a bunch of people in there. In fact, earlier, Debbie Mathis, uh, one of the gals said Debbie's blocked. Uh, drop an email to Wayne and we'll see if there's something we can do to unblock you on our end. Um, you can go into the settings and see if it's who's blocked. Uh, Debbie Mathis, uh, Charlene, I think, said Debbie Mathis is blocked on so, YouTube. Uh, on, on, on Facebook, on your Facebook, I'm assuming she watches on the Facebook Wayne Dupree show page. <clears throat> so there's a way to look to see if somehow it got she got blocked, and you can try to remove it on your end. Okay, I can help you. Okay, or go to a place that doesn't block you, or go to a place that does. Rumble ain't blocked nobody. Right, Rumble I, I'm, doesn't I'm, pay I'm, as well as the others, and it doesn't. One person, one person kept saying, um, <laughs> person kept saying that I kept. That I was blocking them. I was like, I, I don't like nobody on Rumble. I, I I haven't even touched it. But you know, no. The only time anybody gets a block from us is if they uh, are a crypto spammer or or, or, or named Carl movies. or over here trying to get on other people's pages. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Hey, I want to like you a little bit. My name. Yeah. My name. Like, you really post interesting things. Can it? Yeah. Okay, so coming up right now is um, a young man who wears beautiful suits. Uh, he is he's an individual that we that we know and love from the New Federal State of China. Um, is a video that I pulled down from the New Federal State of China that I, I want to play before he comes on, and then we're going to have him talk about it and along with other things. But um, if there's one, I mean, if you have any questions for him, you can leave them in the comment section, and we will. And we'll uh, try to ask ask them of him while he's here with us. But uh, I'm talking about Mr. Roy Gro. We'll be right back. A decades-long real estate boom prompted developers to take on a lot of debt to build homes ahead of demand. Greenland pre-sold units here before they were finished, something replicated all across China. There are an estimated 20 million units of pre-sold but incomplete homes across the country. The huge volume of undelivered apartments has left many Chinese households in limbo. Last July, Greenland defaulted on over $400 million worth of international bonds. Despite counting the Shanghai government as a major shareholder, Greenland hasn't been spared from the turmoil in China's property market. Beijing tried to deflate China's housing bubble by imposing strict debt and cash flow targets on developers. Property giants crumbled setting off a chain of developer defaults. This is just another of the residential property developments in Shenyang that have frozen in their tracks. This one behind me, it was started by China Evergrande Group, the country's largest residential property developer and one that was ordered to liquidate in January. China Evergrande's rapid expansion was really emblematic of how quickly and how important uh, the real estate market became for China's broader economy. Evergrande has left 800,000 pre-sold homes across China unfinished, with little prospect of them being completed. Evergrande's collapse triggered protests by homeowners, furious that units they had started paying mortgages for weren't being finished. And all signs indicate things will only get worse. Sales of newly built homes fell 6% in 2023, returning to levels unseen since 2016 and sales are expected to fall further in 2024 and 2025. Now, many look upon real estate as one of the least reliable investments, and that poses an enormous challenge to China's government. Welcome, Mr. Roy Grow, my brother, my 
Man, what I what kind of what kind is that a <laughs> what kind of shirt is that, Roy? <laughs> I know, wait, like is that a suit jacket? No, yeah, this is no, this is yeah, this is just a jacket uh Buddha collection from last year, but different color in different colors. That's, that's bad. <laughs> That's, that's a G. Bad. That's a G hoodie. That's a G. Yeah, that's a yeah. G that's fashion hoodie, baby. Yeah, that, yes. that, that's a little gangster hoodie. Listen, um, Roy, I've seen a lot of documentaries before about unfinished um, buildings and apartment buildings and stuff, and even cities. There's a city over there that was <laughs> it looked like it was built all. I mean. It looked like it was almost done, but nobody was living in it. Well, actually, just a few people that are living in it. But um, is that the economy thing? Or I mean, did they just overreach with that? Or or how does something like that happen where you can build so much and just walk away from it? Yeah, I think uh, Chinese uh, real estate. Um, the, the real estate sector has been the propeller, the generator of China's economy for the last at least 20 years after 2001. Um, well, the whole uh, the whole industry, I mean, like the, the GDP, the chi Chinese economy increased from $1 trillion um, to $17 trillion, basically 17 times over the past uh, 20 years. And 80% uh, of that is real estate and, and uh, shadow banking. So you see uh, real estate sector uh, along with other industries related to it, right? If you look at like the restaurants, um, that's related, right? And if you look at the uh, decoration, if you look at furniture, right? Uh, all these are related or, or um, supported by real estate sector. And the the boom is uh, unprecedented. You never see things like this. Just like you said that the uh, rotten tail, the clip you just played, we call it rotten tail projects. Mm -hmm. uh, we uh, it, t it tells us like there are 20 million rotten tail projects where people uh, buy home pre-sold homes from uh, companies like uh, Ever Evergrande, and it, it never got finished. Right? You just you just buy you just buy the uh, concrete. So you just buy like rotten tail uh, buildings. It's not it's never going to be finished. But you've already paid the money. Um, and the next question would be um, how could they uh, how could they have like one trillion dollars in debt? Evergrande, Sunak. Uh, those huge country garden, like we we saw uh, several news uh, last week that all these uh, countries defaulted, all these all, all these uh, companies defaulted, all these companies owe like a trillion dollars. Uh, how come? So this like just reminds me of HNA Group, uh, which uh, a, a company that is essentially owned by the former vice president Wang Qishan, like the uh, and then the the head, the, the CEO, the founder got assassinated. And Miles Wu, the founder of New, New Federacy of China, first like uh, broke, shared the intelligence that uh, he got assassinated. And right after he shared the intelligence in 2019, I believe, the NCN just uh, filed bankruptcy. H&A uh, Group is also one of the biggest uh, growing, like one of the fastest growing Chinese companies ever. Like it grew from uh, $100 million to um, a trillion dollars in, in, in a really fast fashion. I think you see in a couple of years, in several years. Uh, we did the calculation. I think they got like uh, one hundred million dollars growth every single day. If you if you look at the timeline, and it just uh, all of a sudden filed bankruptcy. And this is actually a way to steal money from the investors and steal money from the Chinese uh, people. And now they're stealing money. We say 
from the uh, American investors. Because remember, we still have seven trillion dollars invested yeah, right. in Communist China, and then they just uh, just launder all the money uh, to to their personal uh, bank accounts, and then they file bankruptcy, right? And then your money is is gone. And this is in their in Xi Jinping's interest because triggering a financial crisis globally is in their interest yeah. uh, to further their aggression, right? To seize the opportunity, like uh, to take advantage of the weakness of the West of the United States. And then they can they can take over power. They can take control uh, of Asia, and then they can invade Taiwan. And if you look at Roy, uh, preconditions for aggression when it comes to military operations like Taiwan, uh, company countries and entities, the scope of the loss in China. I mean, you look at those people that were protesting; they got an internal problem、uh, with all these people that got ripped off. So, when countries are in that situation, a lot of time. They take everybody's mind off it by starting military ag- aggression. So I want to go back to something that your organization, the whistleblowers at the NFSC, brought up two years ago、uh, in 2022. Citizens of the NFSC exposed to the world the top military intelligence regarding the decades-long efforts of the Air Force Wing of the PLA to construct key military facilities underground. In preparation for the invasion of Taiwan, and what a lot of people—I mean, this is like underground command and control systems, integrated Air Force commanding platforms, optical cable construction、wow. projects—and they put these places adjacent to highly populated cities. So the propaganda war, if if anybody tries to take them out, is going to be the same genocide you're hearing about in Gaza.、Uh, can you remind people about that reporting back in 2022, Roy? Well, thank you, Hutch, for for this question. I think this is very, very important.、Uh, two years ago, three, actually, we've been、uh, exposing this all the time.、Uh, like in 2017 and 2019, Miles、uh, have been、uh, has been giving all these warnings,、uh, all these signals of uh, uh, the uh, the attack against you know、uh, Taiwan and also Hong Kong in 2019.、Um, and we we have、uh, CCP whistleblowers, we have insiders inside the Chinese Communist Party in China. Who risk their lives and their family members' lives to、uh, deliver all these receipts? We're talking Class, about classified just, documents. Yes, classified. Top, yes, yes. It's, it's top secret、uh, classified documents. We're talking about the documents of you know、uh, uh, command center, you know construction maps,、uh, like you said, like all these, all, all the plans, all the、uh, even the financial you know uh, approval, uh, request approval of funds for for those projects, and also the maps, the construction maps. If you look at the Uh, it's like a Google Map, but they're, they're like translated, you know,、uh, items on there, and then they're the names of the places, of the locations. If you look at the distances、uh, between the、uh, civilian use of facilities and those uh, secret uh, command centers uh, and bases and underground facilities,、uh, those are、uh, very, very close. Just like what you say, like just like how Hamas been building、uh, their command center under hospitals,、um, it's it's the same tactics. Uh, I think、uh, the I think the terrorist groups have been learning from from the CCP how to kidnap、uh, those、uh, civilians and then gain a strategic advantage、uh, over their rivals.、Um, and when wartime come,、uh, for example, if CCP launch attack or rocket forces by rocket forces by,、uh, to, against、uh, the U.S. And, and Taiwan in the near future, like if you fight back, you're gonna you're gonna kill you know a, a, a lot of citizens. Like if you look at Wuhan. One of the maps is to remember, like they、uh, they build a command center like just so、uh, one kilometers away from a 
from one of the most famous um, plaza in the uh, biggest plaza in Wuhan. And then if you if you attack those places like a million people, do, Wuhan has like tens of millions, millions of people uh, in mm. that city alone. And if you attack those uh, those uh, facilities, you're gonna kill a lot of people, right? You're gonna destroy the city, exactly. and that will make you that that makes it's a kind of kind of like a, a deterrence uh, against yeah. the United States. And then that's the psychology has been. This is kind of the psychology they have all the time. They do not represent the people. They do not protect the people. They use people as as the shield um, to protect themselves. That's why they have uh, they've built so many bunkers, like in Zhongnan High, the the offices. The, the place where uh, the top uh, officials been working in, uh, those uh, their, their, their underground train stations, their underground trains, their underground you know uh, military bases and command centers uh, and tunnels uh, below there to protect the bunkers to protect themselves. You know, it's interesting, Roy, that as we talk about Taiwan, the House Intelligence Committee, uh, specializing in in China, had an interesting plot twist where. It turns out Elon Musk wasn't giving access to Starlink for the for the soldiers in Taiwan, and but they are in Ukraine, and I, I'm assuming that's that's somehow tied to Xi Jinping and what's going on there. But can you enlighten myself and our audience, kind of what's this developing situation? Yeah, um, I, I think uh, we, we saw we saw from the news, uh, Mike Gallagher, the chairman of uh, the select committee on the CCP, have uh, demanded that uh, Elon Musk should uh, at least give the access to the U.S. troops of Starlink. This is, they have a military-grade uh, services, internet services. And uh, Elon Musk, Mr. Elon Musk, and uh, his whole uh, empire of uh, the tech uh, typhoon, like he's, he's not uh, doing a favor to... Uh, Taiwan or any, I think, CCP rivals, because uh, it's, it's very simple. Uh, Elon Musk has been uh, making like statements like uh, Taiwan is part of China, and then we, we need to educate ourselves, something like that. I think a couple of years back, he's been doing that. He's been saying that uh, publicly. And uh, this, this, is, this is an example. This is a perfect example how um, the, the business person and entrepreneurs and people who have power uh, could be influenced and compromised by the CCP. Right. Um, wh well, one, well, the major reason why Elon Musk have across all the businesses why he's so successful is because there's only one company that making him the positive cash flow and making him money. That is Tesla. Why? Mm -hmm. Because he because he has a, a mega factory in Shanghai. He can take advantage of the uh, CCP's uh, you know state policies and the dominant uh, supply chain. Uh, power uh, in automobile parts, right? We're still dependent. The U.S. is still felt heavily dependent on uh, Chinese uh, auto automobile parts uh, uh, parts uh, 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 supply chain, just like um, the green energy, uh, solar panels, and um, other, for example, pharmaceutical uh, supply chain uh, supplies. Uh, those are all CCP dominant areas. And then um, it's it's so easy for uh, for for CCP to basically blackmail. Any anyone uh, like Elon Musk? When Elon Musk said uh, publicly that he uh, does not need money, he does not uh, receive, does not accept uh, blackmail uh, with money from uh, I think uh, Disney or some advertisers uh, in Twitter. But he he would never say something uh, like that to the CCP. Okay. The CCP is so powerful. CCP has uh, con control over those people who've been 
who have been doing um, businesses with China for years, and and CCP has the control um, of the supply chain in those industries. So uh, and now you, you see like when when the war uh, when the conflict comes when when like the tension rises, um, well it's it's very it's very easy it's it's kind of like an easy uh, and obvious uh, decision for those uh, people for those globalists to make their own decision on, on these issues and this is, this is quite dangerous. And I think the Congress is making a right move. I think the the, the pressure needs to be there, and uh, the, there should be more dialogue. There should be more cooperation and uh, tech, uh, technical and military sh uh, share sharing uh, with uh, Taiwan to safeguard the the area. Yeah, you know what? And on two things, I saw I saw yesterday a story in Wall Street Journal that. Um, uh, for as smart as Elon is, he should have seen that the deal that he had made with the CCP was going to one day come back to bite him in the tail, um, especially with what they were doing, what they've done with that car. I don't need BD, BFD, B, whatever it's called, that car that um, has become the number one global sales for electronic cars. Um, you know, the one that Elon was laughing about. 10 years ago has now surpassed him in the way of Taiwan. I saw a news report that says that uh, China, uh, um, that the CCP is angry that the U United States just passed uh, 75 million, $80 million uh, to help them uh, uh, in their defense. And uh, the CCP is like, uh, ram ramifications could be coming from that because um, that goes against the one China policy. I think that is, or am I right about that? The one, one nation policy or. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, th this, this, this uh, um, policy or this, this so-called agreement called 1992 um, uh, consensus or something like uh, mm -hmm. which, uh, emphasized the one China policy, the reunification, right. and uh, basically downplay the the uh, importance, uh, diplomatic importance of uh, of Taiwan its autonomy. I mean, those those are the um, typical you know uh, ways that uh, expression when whenever like uh, Taiwan is uh, communicating with the U.S. and the West and with the, uh, sharing of technology and and, and weapons and military forces. Um, and this also show, of course, the, its its aggressiveness um, against Taiwan, like in uh, especially like prior to and after the presidential election in Taiwan. Um, and also, if you see, like the, the CCP has been sending uh, clusters of uh, balloons uh, to Taiwan before the Taiwan before the Taiwan to the United States. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I think the political signal is very important here. Because like what we what we do, what we say, and how when, after they say, oh, we're gonna retaliate. Like you remember, like last year, even even like shooting down the the balloons, the CCP has been complaining and say they're gonna re retaliate. You see, you can see how ridiculous it is. Like they send a a, a new like a weapon targeting the U.S. citizens upon U.S. soil and shooting it down. Like they they, they say they're gonna retaliate. They say it's a weather balloon. They say like it came here by accident. It came to our nuclear plants by accident, yeah. uh, and then yeah. and then you shouldn't shoot it down. And then now you see like the B 
bureaucracy and, and appeasement policy still there, yep. right? Now, like they, they still, they're not even talking that much about it uh, compared to last time uh, on media, on social media, like the, the, the military Pentagon and the authorities, not even the intelligence agencies, not even like reacting too much. And this is very dangerous. We know the CCP has 200 plus tiers of balloons for military use. They have over a thousand launch bases in China that, that have been put in use. And they have multiple uh, bases also outside of China in Saudi Arabia. That's they have the largest amount of uh, you know uh, launch mm -hmm. bases in Saudi Arabia and the Bahamas and Venezuela and Cuba and so on. And those balloons are very dangerous. They can carry bombs. They can carry chemical and biological weapons, and mm -hmm. they can come in clusters controlled by AI and computers. And they can uh, be part of the coordinated force in attacks uh, with other weapons like MN submarines we just see we just saw the MN submarines just uh, appeared uh, in red sea attacking trying to attack uh, us fleets and also the MN submarines something we've never seen before i believe soon we'll see it uh, in taiwan street and other places near um, us ports and US, us military bases these are the things we've been warning like a long time ago right like for, for almost a year um, after last time, like after la last uh, balloon incident, and now we see clusters of balloons uh, coming over, uh, coming over to Taiwan, and also uh, again came to uh, United States. Basically, CCP is trying to play a psychological information information warfare against us again to normalize these kind of acts. Right? When when we feel when we don't feel anything, when we're numb about it. That's when. They will really, they will really like uh, launch attacks against us, and then that's that will be uh, until that time, um, we we wouldn't even have time to react. We wouldn't even have the ability to retaliate. I'll tell you the thing I see about that, and where I'm a retired logistician, and anybody who deals with war knows that wars are won and lost by logistics. The Chinese Communist Party is spending fifty thousand dollars on a balloon. And the United States government spending $50 billion on a jet. I'll tell you who's going to win that. Yep. <laughs> you know, so we got to smarten up. And they've, they've really done well in the CCP and the PLA when it comes to cost effectiveness. I mean, it just, uh, it is what it is. But I want to go back to something that you brought to us last week. Might have been two weeks ago, but I think it was last week. The Chinese cybersecurity firm, Isoon, was hacked. And... A whole lot of inner workings and secrets uh, about the operations of these big hacking uh, cybersecurity forces have been revealed. Can you talk a little bit of what have we learned from your whistleblowers about these leaks? Yeah, um, just a couple of days ago, I think they uh, put the data. Someone put the data on GitHub uh, for all these uh, release data, and then they got removed. But we basically learned that uh, those uh, CCP hackers been hacking uh, British and Indian governments, like the military and civilian facilities, and government agencies like from like China's neighbors, like Cambodia, Mongolia, Vietnam. So basically, you can see the scale of the uh, campaign of the hacking uh, from this one incident, from this one company, right? We we knew like China's been CCP's been uh, launching attacks and been civilian like been using hacking. Uh, all, all the tactics against uh, government officials. They even put, you know, surveillance devices, or hearing devices in teapots, 
and give give them as a gift to um, British uh, officials, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, just imagine like one of your friends come, came over to your home and then give you a gift, and then later you found that there's a, a spying spyware or or hearing devices <laughs> in, uh, hidden in there. So how do you feel about it? And um, not enough people uh, talking talking about this, but this is very very dangerous. This reminds me of uh, two years ago, I think. There's another incident. Uh, there's another data leak from Shanghai uh, police database, and there's one billion data data points being posted on dark web, and this uh, this just basically um, scared the CCP so that uh, to the point that CCP hacked power plants and internet infrastructures uh, systems to um, to get rid of all the information because in in that info in that uh, data leak. From many levels, from many dimensions, you can analyze one fact, one very important fact that the, that China doesn't have 1.4 billion people; it has less than a billion people because they have all these uh, information. For example, uh, the the basic you know um, population data and their their identities and, and whatsoever their behaviors, so all all these hotel records, uh, entries, uh, something like that. And uh, you you can any like um, basic you know data analysis will give you a conclusion that they do not have 1.4 billion people. And then the reason why they're so scared is because if this made public, well, it will influence the Chinese financial markets. It will influence the um, the other how other people, how other governments, how other um, you know um, organizations uh, to you know. Um, uh, analyze like the in, in general how CCP's uh, economy uh, will be, so um, it will be discredited and the uh, stock market will be um, uh, plummet. Uh, so that's why they're so scared, and uh, they basically hacked power plants to uh, stop this, to stop the circulation. And they, they I, th I think they also did a lot of work on dark web. So, um, but but you can see like their capability and their skill uh, and their determination to hack critical infrastructure, just like a, a month ago when Christopher Ray was te testifying uh, in front of Congress, uh, how what the, the willingness and the capability CCP has is absolutely dangerous. And they're, they're willing to do this. They've already done this, done this kind of uh, job. And this continued, they continue doing this as we speak, hacking our uh, critical infrastructures, uh, putting like critical you know, components in the supply chain in our phones. We talk about the back doors. Uh, in Chinese-made, uh, you know, you know, uh, iPhones, um, and uh, the, the 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 spyware, the amount of spyware they put in uh, those devices in TikTok. Uh, once you install those kind of TikTok and Tamu and WeChat, basically your phone is gone, it's compromised. And the fact that they've been hacking, also like hacking us, they've been hacking us. So if you look at Miles, Miles has to change uh, his phone like every week or every other week because like yeah, the phone yeah. cannot reboot. Uh, because the CCP is constantly hacking him, uh, so uh, and wh wherever he go, the elevator would just stop, right? The the, the internet will be gone. In the United States, we're talking about United States. So so from all these incidents, all these examples, you know, like the capability the CCP has and how dangerous it is. You know, Roy, you you bring up miles, and we've got a large new audience, especially on Frank's speech. We're streaming on there now. Can you give everybody an update where things are at with Miles Go, kind of how he's doing and where his, because his next court date's coming up here pretty quick. So, 
Yeah, the trial is going to come on uh, May 20th, uh, which is about like three, uh, three less weeks, than three yeah. months away. And um, Miles, first of all, Miles Guo is the founder of New Federacy of China. They, he co-founded uh, NFSC in 2020 with Steve Bannon, but uh, he started Whistleblowers Movement uh, in 2017. It's been um, amazing journey uh, following him. Uh, we have million supporters um, globally and more supporters inside China. Right, that's why it like makes it so valuable. We have so many people risking their lives to bring intelligence and information outside outside China, so that we can um, have the confidence to uh, do shows and and bring those intelligence, bring the intelligence to you. And uh, Miles Miles was arrested uh, last year, um, March fifteenth. Uh, yep. Uh, without bail, he's been um, staying in MDC. Um, it, the, the condition there, everybody knows it, just uh, Google or uh, search on YouTube, like uh, what MDC, the awesome. Metropolitan Detention Center, the, the condition there is bad. Uh, this is exactly what CCP hopes for. Um, he cannot continue to blow the whistle, continue to take down the CCP leading the movement at the moment. But um, we're, we're determined, we're, we're united. And just a couple of days ago, I think five days ago, on February 20, uh, 21st, uh, the judge uh, ruled that the government should release all the records that CCP been been, um, been uh, targeting, been hacking uh, Miles Gross devices, and also his family members, and also the records of um, of uh, Fox Hunt operation against Miles, and also the NFSC, and also the assessment of assessment uh, of NFSC, the intelligence assessment of uh, NFSC records wow. also needs to be released so this is i think this is a um this is a turn uh this is a positive turn of the tide this is a positive turn for a miles case i think the judge has done a fantastic work uh, studying nfsc studying uh learning what uh, we have done uh, we've been doing uh, our intelligence and also i i think this is an act of uh, legal recognition of the status of nfsc Right. And they're and, starting to smell November too, right? Yes. Yeah. So, and and I think uh, they've, they've been doing doing a great job. I think uh, I, I really want to show uh, our um, appreciation towards the the, uh, the judge and, and and the team have been working for uh, Miles' case uh, and also Miles' legal team. I think this is. Uh, um, I cannot say we we have uh, won this. We still there's a lot of um, right. challenges ahead of the uh, ahead of our time. But uh, this is a good thing. And also, th this uh, reminds me of, um, you know, what happened to Miles with the, the previous cases, right? Mm -hmm. um, because remember, like, the judges ruled the government should release, at least in New York, I believe, uh, not global, not the whole DOJ, but at least in New York, the, the, the government should uh, release all the records of how uh, Miles were targeted by the CCP. And also, there are a lot of um, previous, you know, public cases. You remember... Uh, Press Michel found guilty in the scheme to help uh, China uh, influence CCP's influence um, of uh, the United uh, the U.S. government, and Press right. Michel was found guilty in 2023 April, just one month after uh, they arrested Miles. And uh, remember, like on March 16th, just one day after the FBI raided Miles' home and arrested him, the um, the government, uh, I think, or the prosecutor issued a motion saying that Miles uh, shouldn't be um, testifying in press case. 
because he's arrested because he's he he's uh, he he has a fraud case and he was arrested without bail and then uh, so so that he should not appear in court and then a month after that President Michel found guilty um, just directly because of the uh, influence of the CCP. This is, I, I think, the part part of the influ influence campaign, uh, the corrupting influence CCP has. And also, if you look at the former Justice Department uh, employee, also pled guilty in 2018, yeah. uh, George Higginbotham, taking tens of millions of dollars and tried to hide and deceive U.S. banks about the millions of dollars in foreign lobbying, the illegal foreign lobbying. And uh, remember that time in, 20, in 2017 and before, like he was... Uh, a department Justice Department employee, right? And also, if you look at uh, the Hawaii businesswoman, black guilty in 2020, Nikom Davis, he was sentenced. She was sentenced uh, in jail for 30, 30 days. Also related to the illegal campaign, illegal lobbying campaign, um, uh, to uh, remove Miles uh, and extradite him, help uh, extradite him to, back to China. Uh, that's the goal of the lobbying. And uh, he found she found guilty as well in 2020. So these are all public records. These are all the records we already done. These are uh, the people who um, convicted, who are convicted and plead guilty. Uh, and all these records gonna be gonna be uh, gonna make uh, be uh, made public uh, by uh, you know by, by the judge uh, by by this case. And I think this is gonna be a huge uh, thing for um, for us. It's gonna be huge. It's gonna be shocking. Uh, after uh, what, what I mentioned is just a very small fraction of it, but uh, the whole the whole thing like the campaigns been uh, making also it reminds me of the one month after Miles case uh, Miles arrest. Uh, there's another case in Eastern District of uh, New York, uh, uh, Eastern District of New York, uh, that there's an indictment against 40 uh, CCP spies, right? The uh, night uh, of task force. Uh, they directly report back to the PLA at uh, the, uh, the PRC, uh, you know, uh, police, and uh, they have this whole task force just uh, against Chinese dissidents. And there, if you look at the indictment, the victim number one, the target number one is Miles Wu. So um, all these, all the information gonna be made public, and the American, at the end of the day, the American people, the American people, will know what happened to Miles. We'll know who who Mouseguer is, and we'll know uh, what NFSE is. And uh, I think at the end we will win this case. Miles um, Mouse will be exonerated, uh, will be proven innocent, and also NFSE will be proven the the number one target, the CCP enemy number one. And uh, are you ready? Are you ready for that? Yeah, I think we're, we're ready. We're ready to take down the CCP. After CCP is gone, we're gonna lead China to its own okay. democracy and rule of law. And we're gonna pay, play the most uh, significant role in this. So, okay. um, yeah. There we go. Well, Mr. Rory Guo, and that awesome hoodie that we can't stop looking at while you're talking. <laughs> that's one bad. That's a bad hoodie. Um, I want to thank you for uh, joining us. I'm going. I'm gonna give you the the on the final thoughts before um, before you go. Um, let our audience know where to find you and also support the NFSC. Yeah, I just want to say uh, thank you. Um, thanks to all the uh, audiences um, and patriots, American patriots on this platform. And uh, we I just want to add one um, information, one piece of information before I go about the case. Uh, there will be more than 200 media outlets wow. um, uh, for uh, 
like a broad live cast, uh, live broadcast uh, or a reporting miles uh, trial in May twentieth. Nice. And nice. yeah, I think I think that it's going to be one of the biggest case in uh, United States history. Um, and we look for, looking forward to that. And we believe we're winning, and we're we're united and de determined uh, to uh, win this and to uh, work to fight. Uh, together back to back with uh, all the american patriots to win this country back we can we must stop the ccp's infiltration uh, of this country the miles school and nfs is one of the biggest and the best uh, example of uh, ccp's infiltration and targeting and uh, all, all the things they've done uh, to undermine uh, united states um so uh, people can follow us at nfsc speaks on twitter and getter and go to nfscofficial.com especially for the uh, top secret uh, uh, documents leaks um, under military, military and yes. military, military warfare section <clears throat> on nfscofficial.com. Thank you so much. Thanks, Roy. If Thanks, thing, Roy. If there's one thing that I'm hoping is that we get daily updates while the trial is going on so that we can keep our audience abreast of what's going, you know, we have Roy in one of those suits and whatnot, but uh, little Mike outside the courthouse letting us know what's <laughs> oh, that'd happening. Be awesome. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. We definitely got to do that. Yeah. All right. That, that, that's what I want. That's what I want to see. I, I mean, and um, uh, whatever, whatever you need from us, just let us know. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks, All right. There are thousands of choices when it comes to choosing good coffee beans, but if you make the wrong choice, your coffee is doomed and your money wasted. Split Rock Coffee's coffee supplier source from sustainable farmers around the world. Our coffee beans are carefully selected from only the finest growers in South America, Central America, Indonesia, and Africa to create the perfect balance of flavors in your cup. Our master roaster has over 25 years of experience in the coffee industry and roasts split raw coffee locally for maximum freshness. We provide consumers with a choice of different strengths, taste and aromas, all wrapped up in a quick, convenient and mess-free way to make a great tasting cup of coffee. All of our coffee is fair trade and our packaging is eco-friendly, bringing the high-quality coffee, which usually found only in coffee houses, to offices and retail customers. New owners Paul Reese and Ron Buster are taking that idea and expanding on it to provide the same great tasting coffee to everyone, delivering coffee to your door, at your workplace, and in the hotels and suites where you stay for business or for fun. We are happy to talk with you about our coffee selection to determine the best option for you or your workplace. We offer four different roasts in a variety of sizes to meet the needs of every coffee drinker. You can visit our website at www.splitrockcoffee.com or drop us a line 6122303560. Our shop is located at 152194th Lane, Suite A, Blaine, Minnesota 55449. Split Rock Coffee's customer service is top-notch, and our goal is to impress you from the flavor and richness of our coffee to the genuine care you receive when you place an order. Uh, but the more this government does, the worse it is for the American people. Uh, we shouldn't be joining hands with Democrats just to show we can govern or we can get things done, no matter how harmful to the American people. Even if that what leads to, to a partial right? government shutdown. Well, the government shutdown is not ideal, but it's not the worst thing. It would be worse to exacerbate the problem, to further 
uh, increase our debt and our spending to make our fiscal situation, which is unprecedented as it is, as you know, uh, to continue to fund a government that's facilitating the border invasion? Why would we give Biden and Mayorkas billions and billions of dollars to keep doing this to the American people? The only leverage we have when we have one house of one branch is to be willing to say no, to be willing to. You like me? You get tired of hearing that stuff. I know. <laughs> yeah, blah, 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 there's going to be a, there's going to be a CR, and Johnson's going to sign it, and the, the rest of this is there's Fox News and oh, but what if it shuts down the government? Oh my god! Blah 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 blah. Yeah, it's been like that for. They ought to just change the words to what they're really saying. Hey, look, these people are stupid, man. They're going to go along with this. Let's let's just pretend like there's two parties, and you know it's not working anymore. That's all. Um, it's still working. Well, can I give one piece of positive news if it is a continuing resolution? In the last agreement, Massey buried an amendment in there that said if they do a CR, it automatically triggers a 1% cut in discretionary spending. I mean, that's like spitting in the wind, but it's still a small win. But the CR is coming. Wayne's unimpressed with the 1% cut. I am. <laughs> and, I mean, I'm just reporting the news. And, and believe me, thank you. Thank you so much for, for putting that out there. But 1% don't even buy a, um, a, a now later these days. We, so, need a, we need a symbolic move. Something like, that's going to show people that this has got to stop. Because right now, people like me are saying, Speaker Johnson, who cares, man? He, he's yeah. the same as McCarthy. Yeah. What's, what's I mean, the difference? I looked at that. And I was like, what kind of bull crap is this? You know what I'm saying? Send somebody out there that nobody knows in a plaid, green plaid shirt to say it. How about we have a news conference? You know, how, how about some, uh, some hunger strikes or something? How about punching somebody in the mouth on the floor of Congress? How about that? You know, it, it's, we got to start being serious. You know, it's like this whole Ronald McDaniel thing. You know, who cares about the RNC, folks? You know what the RNC is? The RNC is Nikki Haley. That's what the RNC is. The RNC, these people, rich people started the RNC. Criminals started the DNC and stole their way to being rich. But the people at the, in, in the RNC don't have the same thing in mind as you do. They're out there talking about ballot harvesting. You know why? Because to ballot harvest, you got to hire people and you got to pay them to do it, to go out there. They're setting up shop in the Trump campaign with ballot harvest. You can't ballot harvest if you have the wrong list. The RNC does not have the, the voter registration list. This election is going to be determined in 15 counties in five swing states. And the Democrats own all 15 and the only place that they ever tried to do anything about it, it's just like I said, you got to go to the count room. They sent people that are called the Patriot Street Fighters in Wisconsin. And they went in and they freaking got the roles the Democrats have and they geotagged it. And they looked at hundreds of thousands of votes are from addresses that don't have a bedroom. So they came up to the voting registrators, registrars, and they said, look, you're sending these ballots, these mail-in ballots to these warehouses, these shopping malls, and this. If one, if one single ballot gets delivered to any of these buildings, or if any of these buildings are listed as an address, we're coming after you criminally. And all of a sudden, 
voters rolls started to clean up. You got to go after these people in their face, not online. Right. Well, and that's where we need, <sighs> we actually need leaders who have positions of power in the Republican party to do something about it. I saw, I think the uh, Missouri attorney general, I might have the state wrong is actually suing organizations that are doing racist things with affirmative action this weekend. He's like, it, they were they were giving people different access based on their ethnicity, and he's like, that's against the law. And he's suing like three or four different organizations. But every DA, if you're in a red state and they are not going after the Democrats in your area, they're doing it wrong. Because yeah. uh, any of these people screaming about it, you know, those are the people we elect to do something. And what the hell is Wayne doing? Did he break his desk? I speak softly, <laughs> but I carry a big stick. <laughs> Looks like a piece of your. Well, I said I said this in 2020. They should have went after the individuals at the county level that get that got caught uh, with fake votes, and they should have put them in prison for five years. Yep, this should dry right up. Yeah. But no, the the DN, the RNC is worried about all fifty states and getting out the vote. Man, it's too freaking late for the RNC. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, honestly, yeah. it's Plan B time. Forget those yeah. rich guys. Look, 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 look. Sometimes you got to cut your losses and start again. Damn right. You can't. I, and, and I know there's some people out there right now. No, we just need to take RC, RNC over and fix things. That Broken. Donald Trump. Irrelevant. For everything that he tried to do to the administration. He tried to, he tried to go in there in 2016. What was left over, he couldn't get all of it. He couldn't. Now, now I, I'm not saying what he should do in 2024 is just get rid of the whole entire government. I'm not saying that, but for the RNC, either you shut it down and you start anew, or you just start something on a third party and 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 go with that and make the RNC non-existent, or target it, target 15 county organizations, 15. That's all you need, and go in there. That's where the the votes are being stolen. I saw it happen right in front of me here. If they put paper up over the freaking windows, there's a problem, Houston. You know, and uh, people can go to jail for that's that. That's in the cities, though. I'm talking. That's where about these counties are. Right. Well, okay. here's here's the other problem, though, guys. The RNC, the brand name, the RNC, the that is a vehicle that has special legal standing in all fifty states. That's true. I, I mean, it's it's kind of like the brand name Sears. Like, right. Sears owns Craftsman. Sears sold Craftsman to and, Lowe's. And Sears is out of business. <laughs> and Sears is out of business. But but what I'm saying is the RNC, we have to take over the RNC because the RNC has all this legal stuff already set up in all the states. and it's a, run. It's, so, so we have to acquire it in a hostile takeover. Or replace it. Right. But it, that's you ineffective, can, Hutch, is what there's, I'm saying. It's, too, it's too late for him now anyway. Right. Any, anything you're talking about, about the, the corporation called the RNC being taken over, is for freaking 10 years. Right. It's not for right now. Right now, we need to win an election. Right. And but we, what I'm and, saying is, is for the RNC, like they get to host debate. There are certain 
legal things they get to do as the official wing of the Republican Party. If you follow libertarians or green parties and you see how they have to get ballot access and and all this stuff, like there's a huge back end they have to set up. And that's it's not as easy. Now, we can donate to Trump directly, which is what we'll encourage people to do. But it would take about a decade to set up an alternative to the RNC other than just the money donation part to the campaigns. Because there's a bunch of different things the RNC does. Let me tell you the second part of the Koch brothers getting out behind of Nikki Haley. They're retreating to the Senate and the House. Right. That's where they're going. They're not going away. Nope. They're going to go in there and they're going to try to get RNC Republicans elected in the Senate and the House so they can win by default. They did say I mean, that, but but in going in going back to the RNC, um, the reason why that they, they are in all fifty states and whatnot, and they are sunk in there like an Alabama tick because they are a political party. They are right. a legit club with those type of rules. So to even think about going in there and overtaking them is, is, I mean, if you do it. They don't want what we want. If you do it, I mean, it's going to take a whole lot longer than just creating something from a new and and starving a beast until it doesn't exist anymore. That's why I said with everybody who's out there right now, and sometimes – y'all say this, is that they're more MAGA than it is Republican. Okay, well, if it is, then what you do there, you create yourself a MAGA party. And I know some people out there, well, yeah, yeah third party, oh, fine. But sooner or later, you got to start from somewhere. The Republican Party wasn't a major party when it first started. It became one over a long period of time because people got, ri- I got tired of the Democrat Party. And all the other ones were going by the wayside. You needed something that was going to be strong. And at the time, the Republican Party was strong. But now it's gotten corrupt and 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 um, its usefulness has died off because they don't represent the the people that they intend that it was created to 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 um, protect or um, defend or watch over. Repre- so now represent. you need represent. So now you need. Another one to starve that one out. Yeah, it, yeah, it might take 10 years. It might take 15 years. Actually, well, I mean, I, I don't think it's going to be overnight. But if you get enough people and the, and the right people in charge of it, it might be a little bit faster than what you think. You got the perfect the perfect situation, the border. That's oh. a Democrat, Republican. That's an everybody issue. Yeah. Right. You know, you got to galvanize people around the, the RNC, here's my problem. They're the enemy. They're out there. They're trying to beat MAGA by having these fake debates. Look how much time we wasted on those debates. Every every single person in that RNC knew that wasn't going to do anything. Uh, all I'm saying, I hate the RNC. I'm not going against you, man. I'm just saying it up. I think the RNC needs to go away, but the reality is we need to take over the RNC. In the short term, yeah, if we hope to win. in the short term, maybe, but I, yeah. I disagree with that. I think that we should but start a new party. Do, but if you do, you go. I, the RNC's tentacles are so deep, right? That, that we'll need to start a third party. I'm just saying that. I mean, look at the Libertarian Party. Look at the Green Party. That's those this guys many people, been, right? And, but but what I, I, I my first political experience was Ross Perot, who was attempting to do exactly what we're talking about, and it failed. 
And, and why did it fail? Because of the RNC. Well, right, and they went after Ross Perot. It was because of the RNC and George W. H. W. Bush, the CIA director. Right. Herbert Mark, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, he was targeted to beat. I'm just saying there's a lot of logistics on the back end that the RNC owns. That's why the RNC is an organization. If there's a way to acquire it, gut everybody out, fire them all, and start over, that would be the way to do it. It's a private business, though. Yeah, they, yeah, but you can go in and fire everybody is what I'm saying. And, and and on top of that, when you look at these machines and everything like that, when you look at all the the, the um uh, uh all of these um approvals to use whatever machines and stuff, that comes from, that comes from the party. Right. That comes from the RNC and the DNC. Though uh, um the the state parties, the state party votes on those things. I mean, the federal government doesn't have anything to do with putting those machines into schools and stuff. That's the state party putting those things. That's the county. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's going to be very similar to when Trump goes into the White House in 2025. He needs to fire all of them. Yeah. And he needs to start over and he needs to fish out the people that ruined his administration last time and not let the snakes in. That's the same move that we almost need to do with the RNC in a short term, long term, make third party, whatever we want to do with it. But a lot of these people are just sitting there too. I'll, I'll, for instance, my County GOP, right? Our our County executive is a Democrat and she just announced that she's putting all these drop boxes out for ballot harm, all these drop boxes and, and ahead of the PA of the, my county's GOP got online and sent me an email and said, Oh man, <laughs> that's what he did. He did nothing. Zero. Yeah. They, I thought I saw a report where, um, Pennsylvania said that they were, that they were going purple. That's what they call it. Yeah, I guess. It's just the expansion of the population in the Democrat areas. I mean, Pennsylvania is the same as Minnesota, I think, Hutch. Big population centers are super blue. Everywhere else is super red. Yeah, you got Pittsburgh on the west, you got Philadelphia on the east, and you got Alabama in the middle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's how it is in Minnesota. Thank you, James Carville. (laughs) We called that out back in the 90s. Flyover country. Yeah, James Carville is right. He sure did, didn't he? We're going to be in charge for the next 40 years. That's what he said. We're going to be in charge for the next 40 years. Didn't even last four, I don't think. Um, or eight. Didn't even last eight. They got in trouble. Yeah. Um, Michigan, they said that was, um, was also turning purple, too. Uh, we'll talk about Michigan more. I think Michigan has a vote tomorrow. Did they? Michigan. I think Michigan has a vote tomorrow. And um, uh, I think the governor said uh, Biden is going to have a hard time tomorrow. There's nothing There's nothing really that she could do. Um, Biden will get 98%. Well, you know, uh, what's her name? Whitmer. No. Uh, Marianne Williams. No, the, on the Palestinian... Tlaib. Oh, Tlaib. Tlaib um, was telling people from Dearborn and other places, vote for none of the above or whatnot. So, but we'll be talking about that and much more 
here on the Wayne Dupree Show. Make sure you tune in. Watch us on Frank's speech. Watch us. Uh, and um, don't forget, you can always call 1-800-895-5725. Uh, let's see. I want to. No, I'll play this tomorrow. I'll play it tomorrow. Um, and don't forget to go to MyPillow.com uh, forward slash Wayne. Use our code Wayne and um, help support and, and also defend uh, Mike Lundell and everything he's going. I really wish he would become RNC chairman. Um, now, that would good. be good. Yeah. Yeah, that'll I mean, never happen. <laughs> yeah, I know. Because that would be good. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Oh, he'd go in and just fire everybody. Oh, it's and all, he would. He it's would. all about he the money, like, man. It's all about the, the winners of the RNC are the florists. Well, and that's what people got to realize about Mike's company. They love him, and they support him, and he loves them back. And mm -hmm. if you ever hear the stories of what he does, it's incredible. Uh-oh. Hey, I got to grab a call here. Drug deal? Um... You got any last thoughts real quick before you go? We're going to see you guys tomorrow. <laughs> That's last. <laughs> yeah, right. got, got, got him. Last thoughts from me. Plumber called back. You know, even after, after Nikki Haley talked all kinds of smack and everybody else talked all kinds of smack, breaking news, the Ukrainian intelligence chief, admits that the Russian dissident Alexei Navalny died from a blood clot. He wasn't killed. Imagine Russia that. that. Ukraine's intelligence chief. Oh, oh Ukraine. Mm -hmm. See, that's why that's I didn't even jump on all that mess. I was like, I mean, people, people just can't die over there. Right. They, people can't just die anymore. It has to, you know, whatever. Uh, Ukraine, huh? Is he, See. is he is he still alive? No, he died from a blood clot. No, no, no. I'm talking about the Ukraine person. <laughs> so far, yeah. 